from the vault, high atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking Catholic. It's Carrie Janice here, and I am also here again with my good friend. Yes, I said good friend, Mike Walsh. <laughs> Hi, Carrie. It's so nice to be back in the uh, in your general vicinity in Williamstown, not in the vault. Two weeks in a row. And we're recording it. 8.30 at night, because you mm-hmm. just finished a, um, what, a what, what did you, what did you just I finish, I had double, double ministries tonight, so we had our young adult group, but prior to that, we had our youth group as well, so kind of had them back to back, so, and that, that's for my own, actually, <laughs> schedule to make it a little easier to be out one night instead of two separate nights, so it actually works well. Well, that's nice. Yeah, in the hot, today was more hot than last week, I remember last week you said I was sweating, today I actually was sweating. And yet, now I'm looking at you and you yeah. look perfectly fine. <laughs> because it's later in the night, so I cooled <laughs> off, cooled we off had the sunset, and, but it was a beautiful day, yeah. and here in New Jersey, a very sunny, bright, beautiful day, and our ministries are outdoors, as I mentioned, and it was nice to be out there. Just out of curiosity, I mean, we've talked a little bit about what you do, what did you do tonight as part of your tonight, ministry? Tonight, um, well, we'll get into it probably a little later, because it had a lot to do with Father uh, Peter Gallagher, but our... It was his second mass with the young adult group, which he was a part of actually here at this parish. So we decided to plan a mass where he could say special for our group. And then afterwards, a little reception where he gave his first uh, blessing, his priestly blessing. Oh, so nice. it kind of coincided with our Mondays in prayer group, which is our, our youth group as well. And the prayer this week was the blessing. So we kind of explained how there's the plenary doldrums attached and it's a unique opportunity and, and here, come get your blessing and then hang out with the young adult group. So. You know, I, there's something I want to ask about that. Uh, and we'll maybe, I mean, we could wait. Ah, you know what? Remind me to ask this when we bring our, when our, bring our guests up. Okay. But before we bring our guests up, we actually had a really nice weekend. We saw a lot of each other oh, this weekend. Oh my weekend, gosh, we were fact. together. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Not together though. We didn't actually, I, you I don't just think walked we really by spoke. with your camera a bunch of times and, and smiled and I smiled. And, and you never got to meet my husband. I never I was got upset. a chance to talk to Phil. I was but very it's okay. One of these days. One very, of these days. Nah, that's right. He seemed fine. He, yeah, he was good. And it was actually nice. It was just the two of you. Your son was being babysat at the time. Our first mass since March that we've been together because I've been going, Mm -hmm. but he hasn't. I've been the live streamer. We know this, right? And then um, there was a few times where I guess I had opportunities to attend mass, but he was home with my son. So yeah, it was our first mass together as a well, actually in a long time because even before the pandemic, we 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 would be together, but our son would be with us. So it was nice to be able to focus just on the mass, not behind the camera, not with. I love my son, but a two year old in mass right now is is difficult. He's all over the place. So we're usually just in the back vestibule with some cars. So it was nice, (laughs) nice to just focus on the mass, which it was a beautiful mass because Saturday was the ordination of these two. Baby priest now of our diocese. We have to, who, who, yeah, I want to ask about that too when we bring our priests on. If how how they how comfortable they are with the reference to right. baby priest. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a very it's endearing. It's adorable. Term. It is an yeah. endearing term. You're absolutely right. And then uh, and then the first mass for Father Peter Gallagher, who's a good friend of mine. So that's mm-hmm. where the, the one I attended. And you were taking photos. So yeah, they were beautiful. I saw them. You already post them. Very yep. nice. Put them up. So uh, we're recording this uh, the day or the two days after our new baby priests have become <laughs> ordained, and uh, but it's going up about a week after a little more than a week after their ordination. Uh, but I don't think too much will have changed in, in that week in their lives. Uh, other than that... They're still baby priests. <laughs> they're still baby priests, and they still don't know where they're going yet. And we'll talk about that a little bit, too. But no, it was a... You know, we, we said this last week uh, as part of the podcast, but I just kind of wanted to really hit it home again. This is certainly a unique situation this year where 
we couldn't be, most of us couldn't attend mm -hmm. uh, the, the ordinations because they were invitation only. Uh, we had to keep the numbers down uh, because of that. And by we, I mean the, the Diocese of Camden. Um, but, um, you know, in the future, when these ordinations happen, uh, if there's space available, uh, make a point to go to them. I, yes. our, our hope is to live stream them long into the future. This is mm -hmm. the original reason we bought the live stream equipment was to do special masses like this because not a lot of not everybody can make it to right. an ordination um but it's definitely well, they feel like a lot of people feel like oh i don't want to take that spot from somebody else it's i don't know them that well should i really go and they feel uncomfortable but like I you tell said, everyone to show go. up. Yeah. Just go. Yeah, go. It's, it's, it's the you know the faithful praying for our priests. Yeah, if you can, if you can, if you can, if there's a seat available. For instance, uh, two years ago, I think when we had it, or three years ago, when it was at Father the cathedral, Josh, there was not a seat. There was available. not a seat in the house, and because uh, standing our room only. The cathedral in, in Camden is is not a large cathedral, no. and uh, yeah, we used every space available for that one. Um, but you know what? That's also beautiful too, because right. there's nothing. There's nothing more fulfilling than saying a full church, particularly at a special mass like that. Mm -hmm. So in the future, uh, um, if you can't go to a, or if there's an ordination available, go and try to figure out your way to get it. And go to the diaconate ordinations too, because they're all mm -hmm. special. There are these moments when the Holy Spirit, you know, comes down uh, on these uh, very holy men and and become, you know, something, as I think I referred to, what did I refer to them yet? They become superhuman. Superhuman. <laughs> they're, they're human, but they, they become superhuman. I mean, they, they give blessings, they get baptized. We, we can't do those things. They gave so many blessings. Uh, these two gave so many blessings this past weekend. I thought their arms were going to fall off. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> and they're still of... going. Like I said, this earlier tonight, we had all the youth and young adults lined yep. up and Father Peter was out there, arms extended, praying, <laughs> praying his heart out. <laughs> That's good. Well, I guess I guess we kept people waiting too long or yes. long enough. So let's introduce our let's introduce our guests. My name is Father Peter Gallagher. I am 25 years old, aka a baby compared to the rest <laughs> of the priests. I'm from Hatton Township, New Jersey. My home parish is Christ of the King, and currently, for the last three months, I've been at Church of the Holy Family in Sewell, That's Washington right. Township. So. Thank you for joining us, Father Peter. Yeah, Thank good you. to have you on. And who else? Uh, my name is John March, and I grew up in uh, Haddon Heights in Audubon. And I, I guess I should call myself Father John March. <laughs> you're, oh. you're still a baby priest. <laughs> it's a baby priest. Okay. Uh, not 26 years old. No, I'm not 26 <laughs> years old. Uh, Father Adam compared me and Peter the other night he said there's several comparisons you could make between us like Old Testament and New Testament was one that he said so I'm, I was the Old Testament part so I'm 42 years old and uh, I my home my home parish is St. Rose of Lima and Haddon Heights but for the past year I've been stationed at Infant Jesus Parish in Woodbury Heights mm -hmm. oh so, nice great so, you know, I guess, you know, we're going to, we, we spoke with the new uh, uh, transitional deacons last week and we had a great conversation. What part of that great conversation was sort of discussing what their journey or the vocation's journey was. And mm -hmm. I'm going to, because of the difference in your ages, I'm also going to assume uh, there's probably a very different uh, vocation journey <laughs> between the two of you. So, and I, you know what? I would like to say that one is more normal than the other, but I don't think it's true because we've had so many priests yeah, on the yeah. podcast. And what I've realized over time is I don't think there is any normal route mm -hmm. to the priesthood. Everyone yeah. seems to be driven by it's something just your, else. Your route, your journey, yeah, your, your vocation story. Yeah. So for those of you who have ever considered that either you have a calling to the priesthood or maybe somebody you know has a calling to the priesthood, but it seems like their journey is too weird to become a priest. There's not a normal one yet that we've heard, so let's te let's test that theory again. <laughs> let's, let's see what we got. <laughs> so, Father Peter, um, let's talk about your. I, 
some might, I guess, refer to yours as more of a traditional journey in the sense that uh, you, from the very early stages, uh, were, were following this path. So, you know, take what, us back. Yeah, what, when did you first get an inkling that uh, the priesthood might be in your future? So, I think you're going to like this story particularly, Mike. Oh, I love stories. That I think I'm <laughs> so, like. I'm it's uh, I'm in fifth grade, mm-hmm. 2005. Can you believe that? Oh, gosh. I'm, you were uh, in fifth grade in 2005? <laughs> and you're 10 years younger than me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's rough. I'm in those years where uh, first grade was t- t- 2001, fifth grade 2005. Oh, nice and easy so, for you. Easy. So I am at the rectory with my family. We've won a dinner at oh. the rectory of Christ the King, my home parish. You wait, you won it? We it was won like a it raffle through or our through our big fundraiser, which at the time was called the Monte Carlo Night. Wow! So, Fancy. What did we win? A dinner cooked by Father Rob Sinatra. Oh, <laughs> no. oh I take it back. I, I'm very happy. I cannot wait to hear where this goes. <laughs> so, the, so vo- the voice of talking Catholic for anyone who yes, they, they, he is. They, he, he does is the, the introduction. intro. He's the intro. Yeah. He, he needs to change that intro. By the way, he needs to you say know, like from the vault, from Our Lady Peace, from wherever to, we are to be, recording. Uh, to be honest, not to interrupt uh, you. Sorry, Father. You, you <laughs> brought up Father Sinatra's name, so we're going to go down yeah, this we path. Have, we have to have. Why not? A yeah, why not? I love the fact that we're talking about him. Uh-huh. Um, I actually had him re-record it uh about i don't know maybe nine months ago and i still haven't let's go changed it but now well now we have to do i want to do an entirely new one down the line so okay. we may find something it might not even okay. be father sinatra don't tell him <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see if he notices if it's Hold somebody here. else Hold here. <laughs> maybe. so anyway you go to dinner so i go to dinner but uh he he's the end of the story uh, he's not the the main he's not the protagonist ah, okay mm. so we're about to leave it was a good dinner i think um <laughs> We're about to leave and, you know, I'm kind of an energetic kid and I said, can we, you know, can we go see upstairs? We saw the living room, we saw the kitchen, we saw the dining room, you know, what's next? And Monsignor Pacusa, the, the pastor says, not until you enter the seminary. Oh, <laughs> have a nice night. Out the door. <laughs> no. And uh, I asked my dad on the footstep, the on the porch of the rectory, what's a seminary? Yeah. Mm. And that is the moment where I first thought about, after he explained it to me, where thought maybe God's calling me to be, to wow. be a priest. There was, you know, some peace. There was just like something. Mm-hmm. There's something happened there. Mm-hmm. So um, part of a practicing Catholic family, uh, I liked church. That might be part of this traditional thing, like where it's like, kid likes church. Like, are you kidding <laughs> me? I loved, uh, Father Rob taught me to serve well. Yes. Um, I served with him, wanted to please him. Yeah. Uh, he he had this great thing with the kids where he's like, if you do this, you'll never see angry Father Rob. It was great. <laughs> it was great for fourth eighth graders. It was great. So so uh, anyway, um, just moving along. Um, I he we're we're just gonna keep it going. You know he 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 really did influence me a lot at the beginning. Yeah. Father Rob Sinatra came to my house um, for my fourteenth birthday, I believe. Because I went to First Friday Mass at Christ the King every First Friday. The readings aren't in their book. Uh-huh. You can't follow the readings. So I liked following the readings at, mm-hmm. at, at Mass. They're not there. So somehow I found out about this like daily Roman Missal thing. And uh, my mom asked him. He comes and brings it to me uh, for my birthday. I thought it was like wow. the greatest wow. thing ever. I couldn't believe there was a priest in my house. It was like, what, the, what is Bringing this? Bringing you a gift. Bringing me a gift. It was, it was very humbling and, and it was a great memory. Yeah. So um, anyway, I'm going to fast forward to my junior and senior year where I was considering it more. 
I was like really considering at the end of my junior year, I ended up dating for about six months and I was just unhappy. There was something missing. I felt furthest away from God than mm -hmm. I had in um, my life. There was like a, just something uh, not right. And I just remember um, a couple conversations that were really helpful. One, Father Romano sent me to Father George Sider, the pastor of Holy Eucharist. And I had a great conversation with him about what God was, you know, just my life story. Mm -hmm. And at the end of this conversation, I was like, God's calling me to be a priest. Wow. Um, Boom. Uh, just, it's, it's clear. Once you talk about it, get yeah. it out, you're like. Now, at that time in your life, was Father Romano a teacher at the school or was he the vocations director? So Father Romano was the chaplain since my freshman year. Mm. And then that summer, between my junior and senior year, he became the vocation director. Yeah. Oh, perfect and timing. It was. It was. It, it made entering the seminary about five times easier because wow, really. I trusted the yeah. vocation director. I mm -hmm. knew him so well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he just took a great step. He said, you know, you're, you're thinking about this. How about you talk to Father Sider after this conversation? Really solid. Um, one memory that happened right before there that was very jarring was a parishioner who had encouraged me since I was young. Um, it was announced very unusually that he had died. And when I at a mass, the mass I had never, the first time in my life I like didn't want to be at church mm. is when I hear this um, announcement. And hearing this, like it was just like God, like, knocking me across the head of like, I want you to be a priest, like wow. wake up, like wow. just like a, and not in a violent way. I don't want to <laughs> downplay <Yeah>. God. <laughs> I don't want to disrespect God, but it was just the, the exact wake up call I needed. It was wow. just so like, hello. Wow. And uh, that man's probably so happy in heaven right now. I, I hope so. I hope day, so. He's probably so happy. And uh, faithful parishioner of Christ the King. And then we were there yesterday. So yeah. that was, um, yeah. Those those two moments were very um, helpful. The this kind of like knocking me off the the yeah, horse yeah. to the scriptural reference and um, just the conversation, and it was a great journey back. Um, you know, those I, I loved senior year of high school, knowing I was going to the seminary. It was a great uh, end of uh, end of high school, and um, wow, one that I I wish our wish our high schoolers had. That the mm -hmm. end of yeah, I know this was a tough year for yes. for all the high schools. Yeah. We we had several on the podcast we recently, did. and mm -hmm. even even they for as as joyous as a conversation that was, and you could tell that there was a, a deep yeah, sadness in their yeah, eyes because mm -hmm. of the way it's school just ended. different, you know, and they have they have to accept it, but but nobody yeah, I, the I'm, joy was taken from them. Yeah. I'm very, uh, I think uh, I want to you know spoil them. I think they uh, <laughs> I think they deserve <laughs> that's, it. That's yeah, I think they deserve. <laughs> you it. want to find every say. senior you can and figure out. Okay, well, before we get into seminary, then let's turn to Father March and let's hear about your completely different kind of uh, <laughs> your Old Testament story. <laughs> your Old Testament <laughs> story. <laughs> so, you know, what, what sort of brought you to that realization that perhaps the priesthood was in your, your future? Yeah, I, I think uh, my faith started to come more alive for me in high school when I went on a, a ministry trip with the the Bishop Eustace Youth Minister <laughs> for two weeks. And uh, it was during that time, like experiencing community and uh, like reflecting on my faith with the group that I started to, to like, like God more. And uh, then I was uh, like getting ready to uh, apply to, to college. I, I, I got interested in this, uh, in this military college, the Naval Academy. And um, I 
I, I wasn't too, I, I wanted to go to the school, but I wasn't uh, as interested in the military side of it. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of convinced myself that I, like, I would go to like this military school and, and teach the students there about, about God. And then I got there and it turned out that they, they taught me a lot more about God wow. and, uh, and, and one of the professors as well, especially. And so I was, um, like surrounded by, uh, these like 19 and 20 year olds that, um, had really been well catechized, especially in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I just spent a lot of time with them. And one of them was uh, a really strong Catholic as well. And she, uh, she started praying for me a lot. Um, she saw me kind of going away from my Catholic, away from my Catholic roots, even though I was trying to pursue God the best I could, I, I, I think, um, she started praying for me a lot and she continued praying for me, uh, for the next, uh, 10 years until I eventually wow. came back to my Catholic faith. Wow. Um, but, sh- but dur- so I ended up graduating from there and, uh, going into the Marine Corps. And at the end of my time in the Marine Corps, uh, uh, a spiritual mentor said to me, you know, what are you going to do when you get out of the Marine Corps? And I said, I'll probably go work, work for a Christian organization. And he said, well, with the respect that you have for Protestantism and Catholicism, it would be a good idea for you to take time to figure out what your convictions are. And I and, and he offered to help me with that. And uh, several other people helped me with that as well. So I, I basically got out of the Marine Corps and, and took uh, about two years, actually, to, to travel and to think about um, what I what faith, what form of Christianity I was called to. And, uh, in the middle of that, I was like, I have to figure out what, uh, what I'm going to be doing at the end of this time of discernment, whether I come out Protestant or Catholic. And I kind of made a list of, um, groups or people that I wanted to spend a day in the life with to get a Mm -hmm. taste for what it was like. And the first group I came across was actually the, the CFR sisters who I think a young lady from, or the the CFR Mm -hmm. fathers actually, but, uh, one of your young young adults, Kate uh, Creel, she just joined. So it's a beautiful thing. She was also present at your, your ordination on Saturday. She got to be there. I heard she was coming. I didn't get to see her. I did get to see her. Oh, she looked so so happy. happy. She was so happy to be there and she just looks like she's living out her vocation the way God is calling her. That's the best. She's the most joyful I've seen her. Wow. I mean, she's always joyful, but this like optimal awesome. joy. Yeah. <laughs> no, when I, I, I remember uh, what drew me to them when I met them, I was like, this is, this is the coolest group of, of mm-hmm. people I've ever met in my life. And so it, it, like the, that that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, was that up in the Bronx that you spent time with them? I, it was, uh, it, it was, a little north of the Bronx, the Sisters of, um, my friend joined the Sisters of Life. And so the CFRs were um, at a camp up in, uh, I think it's called Milburn, New York, maybe. And the CFRs were were up there as a bunch of us were trying to like build a a chapel for them. And uh, so I went and and visited them in in Harlem, I think. And Mm -hmm. uh, I got there and uh, I, it was a very awkward, uh, situation. Uh, I, when I had called them from Vermont, we had bad phone reception. So they said, we can't hear you just meet us on Sunday night and then you'll stay with us for three days. So I hung up the phone. I hope the story doesn't get them into trouble. Um, so I got there Sunday night and, um, I, I, when I got on the ski lift after I was on the phone with them in New Hampshire or Vermont, 
I said, oh, no, I didn't get to tell the guy that I'm not a practicing Catholic right now. And, <laughs> and uh, so I, I got there and I had a great uh, young adult meeting that, that they invited me to. And then I was heading back to the friary and it was 10 at night. It was late past their bedtime. And he, uh, the priest, the vocations director, went to show me the chapel and... <laughs> Uh, and I said, oh, by the way, you know, I'm not going to be receiving communion tomorrow because I'm not a practicing Catholic right now. <laughs> and his jaw dropped to the ground and he was like, what? <laughs> and, uh, and so we went and had the most awkward conversation that I've had in the last 10 years. And I went to bed that night and I was like, God, why couldn't you have given me better phone reception? I would have told him over the phone. And then I guess I, I was like, I guess it was worth it to uh, have the conversations I had at the at the young adult group. And one of the friar brothers had said that um, that he that he had worked as a young adult and started uh, getting more into his faith. And he went to Steubenville to do a, a priestly discernment program out there. Uh, before entering the CFRs, and so I was like, I guess it was it was worth it to be here to get to to meet him and learn about that program. That sounds like a good thing, uh, that that maybe might be a good option for me eventually. And uh, so the next day, I, I I didn't stay for three days, but I was there the next morning, and I had a great. Uh, great time talking to the friars and, and they catechized me and I went to get into my car that day and I had a, a voicemail from my four-year-old uh, second cousin and she said hi John March I was just thinking about you today and I was wondering when is the next time we're gonna get to see you that is if we ever get to see you again this is grace Bye. And <laughs> that was great. Yeah. <laughs> and Grace, she lived in Steubenville, Ohio, where her mom went to school mm. and got married. And I said, when's the next time I can get to Steubenville? And I realized that the next weekend I was going to be on a retreat in western Pennsylvania. So I just scheduled to make a visit to uh, Franciscan University in Steubenville and uh, f fell, in, fell in love with that place. Mm. And I, I knew that that was what God was calling me to on my next step. And I, uh, I, and then a few months later, I, uh, came back into full communion, uh, with the Catholic church, uh, the day that my friend who had been praying for me for 10 years, uh, took her initial vows with the sisters of life. So that was, that was meaningful as well. And, um, I did a year at Steubenville and felt like God was calling me into the seminary and, uh, and, I called the CFRs again, and They're like this guy they, they again. Said, they said, "They said what? <laughs> You're thinking about the priesthood again after being in the in the church less than a year?" I said, "Yeah." They said, "No." They said, uh, "Be a, be a young Catholic adult for a while and ride out that roller coaster, and then think about the priesthood hmm. after you've done that." And so I, I ended up taking another four years, and and I felt like God. Four years later, I felt like God was. Uh, giving me a few signs to look into the priesthood again, and I ended up in in Father Romano's office and felt a lot of peace uh, with the Diocese of Camden. So, oh, wow. that yeah. is that is quite a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to be sitting here. There were so many twists and turns. Yeah. I, I've like 
<laughs> we said last week we could have just done an episode with each of the deacons. Yes. I think we could have done an episode with these guys. We need gotta... to have vocation story episodes. That's what we got to start doing. Uh, we, actually, I could yeah. just clip them all together. We yeah, got a ton there of you go. <laughs> You're actually our second former Marine, as a matter of fact, that we've had on. Uh, Father Chris Mann was one of our first guests, and uh, he's a former and we're a former CFR, CFR, too. Yeah, yeah he's got it all there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we like everyone to have a weird uh, <laughs> vocation story. <laughs> So uh, each of you uh, were sort of brought into the fold or, or, or volunteered in the fold, but then came under Father Michael Mora- uh, Romano as your vocation director, uh, who just recently uh, had gone to the NAC in Rome as the admissions director there, the North American College in Rome, um, but for, was, I guess, the vocation director here for around eight years or so. Um, and I'm curious, you know, those conversations you had with them independently of each other, um, you know, how important, that's, how can I ask this question? What was it about those conversations with Father Romano that, that kind of helped you to additionally discern that, A, this was a path you wanted to go, and B, that it was as a diocesan priest versus a, a CFR brother or something or some other opportunity so uh father gallagher you know those conversations with father romano how do they help sort of like solidify your path i think um as a high school student i found it interesting because we just got along well and i i i related to him and i trusted him and i told him this about a year ago i said i don't know how he did it because we talked a lot in high school but it was like never with my friends. Like I would never for four years was like, you know, Father Mano, like I was having this doing stuff with my friends and he like ruined it. Like he never <laughs> did. I don't know how though. Yeah. Uh, like he's, I, he's intentional. He knows what he's doing. He he's, knows what he's doing. He's very smart. Yeah. He's very smart. And uh, I think when he asked me to, you know, like have this conversation, it was the perfect timing. Yeah. Mm. And I think... Um, he always had a good balance of rapport and also challenge. And I think yeah. that's important, mm, especially that's for young men, um, to, you can't just uh, kind of let them get away with everything, but you have to have some relationship and trust so that they're listening to you. Mm. So I tr- when he said you should do this, I was like, you know, I, I believe you. You know, like I, mm. I think that's, I think what you think is good, is good for me, yeah. you know? So, and I think in the seminary as well, um, he always found that ability to, to help develop our vocation by being there, being supportive, being loving, while also like showing us who we really are and saying like, you know, you can do better. Mm-hmm. Here's mm-hmm. room for growth. And um, I'm very thankful. I think that's very important to love, you know, in the truth to, and to, to know that the person you're speaking to um, feels loved yeah. while that everything you you're told might not be like exactly what you want to hear <laughs> so i'm curious you know if, uh father march you know you're by the time you came into contact with father romano um you were certainly a more worldly adult than uh, young father gallagher here um and i'm curious in in your with everything that you'd gone through in your life up until that point i'm how did Father Romano sort of interact with you and and help you to come to that decision that, uh, uh, about joining the seminary, or going to seminary? Well, uh, he lis- the thing that I remember is that he listened. Uh, he just asked me my story, and then he listened for the next 45 minutes, <laughs> and he uh, uh, 
he he got the story whatever he said to, i remember some of the things he said to me directly uh afterwards let me know that he understood the story and uh and he knew he knew he had some immediate uh guidance for me as well like in term he it was very straight with me and just said where basically where the diocese would stand in relation to me and where I was at mm -hmm. and uh so he just he just made it very clear for me he he's he basically evaluated like we would think that where you are right now that Semin seminary for you would probably be better sooner than than later mm -hmm. is basically uh, he, he probably would have put it more eloquently but um don't give him too much credit <laughs> for, for our listeners uh <laughs> for our listeners father romano actually will be our guest next week, next uh, week. and it'll be the first time actually i think I, I could be wrong but i think it'll be the first time he's been on the podcast by himself we would usually have him paired up with someone because we were pro pro promoting i race or mm -hmm. sem seminarians in general vocations of some kind but this time it's going to be I all him love father romano yeah i'm going to make him sweat i'm going to see if i can make him cry but Ooh. i'm definitely going to make him sweat Ooh. the uh, i guarantee it will make him laugh because he's got a good he's got a good sense of humor um so then let's talk about seminary a little bit uh, i have to imagine you might have had slightly different perspectives on seminary considering your age difference and, mm -hmm. and what you've done in, in your lives so for you uh father gallagher the um you know you go off seminary is essentially correct me if i'm wrong four years of college and then so many years of seminary in your case correct gallagher, so right the four i think the four years we shared john um are definite that the the last four years mm -hmm. but then the beginning for me was four years because i was you were right out of high school right into college <laughs> a, young, yeah. a, a young one <laughs> the new testament, <laughs> the new right. testament. <laughs> so your whole seminary journey from beginning to end was about was how long was eight years eight years eight exactly years. all right and you and did you, not do a pastoral year so no you, pastoral year eight years. eight years of school yeah you you got the uh, you got the call to go to rome for your last year or last two years my last That's four yeah oh four years i'm sorry that's right the, basically uh, major seminary right for exactly for, for exactly Rome. right so um you know for you how was those eight years like what was it was it a troubling time you know i i, I remember having a conversation with father romano once and saying is it weird to put our seminarians into a, a college life because you know there's going to be so much temptation around them and where you your first four years were in newark right at Seton yes. hall um you know you got new york city right there and you know it's the hub of life in that general vicinity and father romano when i asked him about that once he looks at me and he goes it's that sort of a man you're kind of dumb um he looked at me and goes <laughs> he goes yeah we want to see how they work in the real world we don't want to have them in an idyllic space we want them mm -hmm. to be around girls and around everything that could be at a, at a regular college because that'll that's part of the process they have to go through mm -hmm. um did you find those four years to be troubling or were you like everything you've been through is you just knew what you were going to do and you went straight for it so i think the first year was um it was very uh helpful because um i thought i was called to be a priest and kind of maybe fitting the normal stereotype you're like priests holy dads <laughs> you're like you know just this like un untrue separation between like the, the priest and religious and the laity mm -hmm. and that was shattered in the first year of seminary <laughs> because uh the uh i had a great 
professors, great fathers, who uh, I think John can, John's shaking his head right now. Father John March. <laughs> and, uh, well, I think Greece are allowed to call each other by first name. The lady have to refer to the for, doc. So, for, so for you guys are good. You, you're okay. And uh, yeah, there was, uh, there was a few of them who were just... Uh, excellent and and older you know just 20 20 year olds junior seniors um who were fantastic men who were in really good relationships who were engaged who were about to get married who uh there were missionaries of all ages and so i was like holiness is not priesthood really just life holiness is every vocation and seeing these cool things and just these great role models, I was still like, God's calling me to be a priest. So that was that. I think I really believe that the foundation of the vocation was pretty solid early on. But I would say that I was so blessed, especially doing two mission trips and getting involved with campus ministry, that I made a lot of friends outside of the seminary who are um, really good friends. There was um, my cantor. Uh, yesterday is one of my my closest friends, and she, um, her older sister went to um, Seton Hall. Was two years older than me. We were really good friends my freshman and sophomore year. She's like my sister. Uh, it was our last concert. She's like, oh, my sister's coming, and she's coming to Seton Hall next year as well. And so we met, mm. and then uh, the next year, my my junior year, she's a freshman. We became really good friends. We had class together, and. Um, so that's just one example of, mm-hmm. of many of the, the benefits, I think, of Seton Hall and the college seminary. And, um, yeah, there's temptation. It's I would say at, at college, uh, at Seton Hall specific, specifically, you can be as Catholic as you want, and you can do nothing Catholic, <laughs> both and, at right. Seton Hall. And right. it, it happens. <laughs> it happens. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, wow, this is pretty interesting. I, I, would, um, yeah, I, went, I went to a Catholic college. I can agree with that. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. Um, but I think uh, I especially, you know, going to basketball games, doing stuff with campus ministry, mm-hmm. especially the mission trips over the summer. I made some of my closest friends who were, were still friends, you know, four or five years later. Wow. And uh, my best friend, Tim, uh, he was the MC yesterday. He's this big goofball. I love him so much. <laughs> he was in. He was not in the seminary for two years. He entered the seminary as my roommate my last year. When I was a senior, he was a uh, uh, junior. And now he. this is going to be his fourth year as a missionary for St. Paul's Outreach. Oh, wow. And uh, he works with young men. Uh, lives in he lives in this big non-frat frat house. <laughs> and, uh, just uh, is driven to be, um, you know, a man who forms men to be mature and responsible yeah. and Christian. Yeah. So it's um, that's just right there, right? That's yeah. that shows what comes out exactly. Oh, that's so cool. when uh, your your four years is up, you're done in Seton Hall. When does uh, or I guess what part of the process do you get the call that uh, you're not. You're going somewhere else for for to, to finish your seminary. Father Mano <laughs> told me he convinced me that I was. Uh, he we had this uh, like two. We were walking around for like two hours the day before, for just all around the campus at Seton Hall. He had, he had came for his like two day visit, and then the next day we have this meeting, and in like three minutes it's like hey. Yeah, so you're gonna get a room, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And he, you remember? I like just my mouth is like open, and I'm like, "What?" Um, and that's so, like midway through your your senior year. November you find of out. my senior year, yes. So 
it was uh, he. he he surprised me. He surprised me. It was, it was a great honor. It was very humbling. I was very... Were you I, excited? Did you have any trepidation? I was... Just, uh, I think, like, being humbled was what I felt mm-hmm. and thought about. I remember actually just being, like, I went to chapel at ICS. I think we met at um, the major seminary in one of the upper rooms, and there was just a chapel the next floor down, and I was just like, God, like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, mm. what, do you, what do you want me to do? Um, you know, like... Why? Why are you doing this? Kind of just, just really amazed. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was. I'm very thankful for it. Four years later, it's been. It was great. Um, great place to learn and to be formed by excellent men, yeah. excellent classmates who are. And I realize, you know, you didn't, you didn't do major seminary in Seton Hall, but um, I'm curious, you know, from your perspective, what are some of the differences between that, that, that. American uh, seminary versus a, a Roman seminary. It was at North American College, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I think some of the, I think Immaculate Conception is very homey. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's smaller and able to just build these great relationships. And um, in Rome, there is, you, you certainly have to, to go a little bit further to make these good friendships because mm-hmm. Um, there's 200 guys yeah, and you're not from all, mostly New Jersey. Mm-hmm. There's a good, there's like 10 guys from New Jersey from different dioceses, but mm-hmm. I think that was one, um, difference. I think studying close to the Holy Father and, you know, right near all these incredible pilgrim churches is incredible. I think yeah. the whole thing was like a four year pilgrimage and that was kind of the wow. lens through which I saw it of just like, Lord, you're, you know, you're the leader. I'm not in control. I have no idea what's going to happen the next day. <laughs> this this year was epitome of that. And also the Roman culture, just like, uh, it's not as organized as the United States. You never know what's going to happen. You just trust and yeah. you just laugh a lot. You're like, I can't believe that just happened. I would That's never funny. see that again in my entire life. So then you, the next day, okay. So uh, I learned a lot to uh, relax mm-hmm. and just to trust. So that was four years. I, I learned a lot of relaxing and trust. Now, did did you also have to be learn how to become a tour guide because every annoying friend of yours hey, from, hey, hey, hey. from from hey, Jersey? Hey. Which, which, uh, how many times did you make him your tour guide? Oh, you, only well, once. Only other. Father never had had the other three. <laughs> <laughs> only the most recent trip. But you, but then you, you took him with you, didn't you? you yeah, guys went as all my over tour guide. That's right. <laughs> Carrie Although is not it, an annoying friend. <laughs> yeah. I'll put that let it on, be known. on the air. On the air. I don't know. She I've is, worked with her a lot. She's a little annoying. <laughs> we, we, uh, the, the, the key Good was, the key was Venice lifting, yes, lifting JP. Up and down all the little bridges over all, oh. all the canals something have a bridge go I over did not expect. it, and a and a baby carriage does not easily go over a bridge. <laughs> no. So you got your workout, Father Net, or Father Father Net, He got it the other time, Father Gallagher. You got your workout in Venice. It was fun. It was. It really was. Fun. We had a great trip. And did you, uh, I mean, you know, I guess most people, when they think of, you know, seminary in Rome, everyone just assumes it's you're having dinner with the Pope constantly <laughs> and, and things no. like that. Did you? Did you even like? Have you ever had a chance your photograph taken with him? Shake his hand. Has he visited the seminary while you were there? I was able to take. Uh, I was able to shake his hand twice. Wow! And uh, once um, in 2018, no 2017, no 2017, and 
last year on Thanksgiving with uh, our bishop, oh, that's with right. Father Hughes, Father Mano, with Paul, um, Deacon Paul. Deacon Paul. <laughs> it's crazy. That's right. Yeah. We're going. Um, so, so yeah, that was twice in four years. You know, Very it's nice. not, it's not, uh, it's every not, night. Yeah. <laughs> though it's, 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 uh, it's very humbling to be so close. I mean, it's, our our seminary's location is is amazing. You could throw a amazing. stone to the Vatican. <laughs> yeah, but so. you and you are able though to go at least on the the Wednesday uh, audiences with the Pope and Correct. the Angelus on Sundays. I yeah, think the, it is as well. So you've had Angelus, many many encounters awesome. where he's close to you. But as far as Correct. that one on one encounter, it's only twice. And yeah, he he came to the seminary in twenty. Uh, 15 or 2014, which was the first seminary he visited as oh, Pope. So wow. that was a great honor, I think. And um, that they have uh, really good photos from that uh, at the seminary mm-hmm. posted. Really that's so. that's, that's cool. very nice. So, uh, Father March, um, how many times have you shaken the hand? <laughs> no, <laughs> haven't had that opportunity yet? No. That's fine. No. That's okay. Uh, uh, Deacon Gallagher or Father Gallagher has never been a Marine either. So, <laughs> we, we, we go. I'm going to go. That's a little harder <laughs> than getting a handshake with the Pope. Um, the um, But what about you? I mean, you go into seminaries and, as an older fella. Um, you were, what, 36, Seven. 37 when you went in? Yeah. Um, and you, so, and did you go directly into major seminary or did you have to do any, um, seat and hall time? Yeah. So I, I went to the major seminary for five years. The first year is called pre-theology and then the last four years are called theology, like mm-hmm. the grad school portion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So your seminary experience was nine years altogether? Uh, just five. Oh, okay. Just, just five. Just okay. five. Oh, yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. You were... Yep. Yep. You were you were educating me. My apologies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you did. So you did the final five. Mm-hmm. Um, but you all you all, you did do a pastoral year at the no pastoral year. Pastoral just year. The, just the five pre, years. The pre theology and then the four major. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So so how about for okay. you? Is uh, were you rare? I, yeah. Were you rare as older seminarians? Although I know for a fact you weren't because we had a deacon we on, had last one on last week. I know. Yeah, I know. He was talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't hear uh, deacon. Wait, which deacon was it again? Bernazi. <laughs> Bernazi. Um, he's forty-four. Yes. So older than you. Yes. Um, but as an as an older seminarian, was that kind of a unique experience? Uh, it, uh, well, first of all, when I when I got there, there were a couple of guys, several guys in their fifties. So I, I well, didn't. That makes wow. you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I take it. Yeah. I rescind my earlier question. That, <laughs> so no, but but I mean, you're surrounded by young. Well, not because he was in Rome, but there were. I'm sure there were other young seminarians there. Is a kind of a unique and to be on the college campus in general. Yeah. You know what? I I I feel like uh, just privileged to be like at my at my age to be getting to interact with like. Uh, like this young and upcoming generation like I I feel like uh, I, I don't know what the right term for it is but like so, like somebody who gets to be like a conduit between generations mm-hmm. that's how it felt that's a good way to put it that's how it felt to me like mm-hmm. because um, like not that not that I not that I, I I don't think God was calling me to be a priest at 17 years of age I, but if I had been I, I uh, a priest at like 25 or 26, I never would have gotten to have the type of experience mm-hmm. that I've gotten to have the last five years of um, like, uh, you know, I have peers that I'm friends with, but like getting to know the younger generation the way I have. And uh, it's it's just been, that's been a, a wonderful thing. And yeah. it just so happens that like <clears throat> the way many of them think uh, pastorally and ministerially, I, uh, 
is similar to the similar to the way I think. So that's really energizing to me as as well. So I'm, I'm I feel really blessed. That's so, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that's great to hear. And I'm yeah. sure that that those experiences will even help make you a uh, more well well-rounded, better priest to serve the young church in a beautiful way because you have that connection now already. Yeah, thanks. So, you know, the the question, I th- one of the questions that, I, I don't know, I, I can't read Carrie's mind, but one of the questions no, are on my You're end. reading my mind. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if, is it about the ordination? It is. Okay. Because we only have a few, yeah. I, it, it, I would have jumped into like the ordination. Just like last week, we, uh, we spent a lot of time talking, which I love, though. I, the, the background sets the tone to, to yeah. where you are today, so it's important. So the, so the ordination itself, you're, you're recently ordained, we figure like 30 sec, 36 hours old <laughs> as, as priests right now. You just had your first masses, which uh, I got to attend both of them. Carrie didn't care to come to uh, Father <laughs> I didn't March's, have an invite. I didn't have an invite. It's invite. You I said, you said earlier it was invite only. <laughs> so. It's okay, Father March, I'll forgive you. <laughs> um, but, I'm, so I love going to ordinations. We talked about it at the very beginning. Agreed. It's, it's something that shouldn't be missed if, if there's ever an opportunity to go to one. Um, your ordination was beautiful. Unfortunately, it was forced to be, you know, um, less number of people than we would have liked. So it was limited to friends, family, and invited clergy. But what was, like, I think I asked, I think I asked one of you at some point, were you nervous at all? And I recall, I guess I forget which one of you, you guys look alike to me, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> you didn't seem all that nervous. Like you got, yeah. I've never seen two people look more composed before a major moment in their lives. And I'm just kind of curious, what was going through your minds the, the night before the day of? Uh, can I give some credit to Father Jason Rocks? He made it very simple. We had to show up at nine thirty. We had to get there, and everything was going to be fine. And I was—I I really uh, hung on to those words. Like, I'm going to be very honest. I was telling—I was telling Father John March, I'm driving, and I'm like, we just got to get there. We just got to get there. <laughs> so once I got there, I was like, okay, here we go. I, but really, I, I do—I I will say that I felt um, prepared and uh, honored and and very humbled um it went fast the the uh, ordination mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I thought i was like boom 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 and just uh i i think i can remember beautiful music too <laughs> there was definitely it was beautiful, beautiful. Very like, powerful could, loud yeah. too was have good mics <laughs> Was the, uh, how about the moments, I, I mean, the actual ordination moments when, when the oil's placed in your hand mm-hmm. and, you, and you're given the patent and, and the chalice for the first time. I mean, you, know, you would practice those, and I had been there for the practices, and we, the practices were pretty light, uh, particularly mm-hmm. the, the, the run through of the day before. We were cracking jokes, you know, because I was there to <laughs> make sure we had all the right camera angles. Um, but when the moment actually happened and your, your bishop places hands on your head and, and rub the oil into your hands. Mm-hmm. Like, what did that, like, did you realize what was happening at that moment? Mm-hmm. Both of you? I think, uh, especially the oil was very powerful. I think if anything to, uh, speak about, that was like a very rememberable and, and, uh, just really special moment. Yeah. My favorite moment maybe of the mm-hmm. ordination. Wow. Um, and of I mean the consecration. You can't you can't beat that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I really, like of all the kind of those special parts about the ordination. I think yeah. the oil for for me personally uh, was very uh, powerful. Yeah. How about you, Father March? What about you? Yeah. The uh, 
after the bishop laid his hands on, on our head, um, like somebody somebody said the bishop has a certain style of putting his hands on your head, uh, where he comes from far out in, and uh, you can kind of feel a, like a delay as you get down there. You feel like you, don't, you can't see because your eyes are kind of closed. Um, but then uh, a very powerful part was when the priests came and laid yeah. their hands on our heads after that, and mm-hmm. you just feel like uh, it's like the diocese and God uh, giving you a reminder like 80 times that he's called you to this mm-hmm. and so I was curious was your were your eyes closed that whole time or are you like peeking like what priest is coming next like yeah I because uh, I saw you from behind so I'm like are they watching do they know yeah that's a great question I, I I decided not to not to look to see who it was coming like I, I would look I would open my eyes looking down just to see if there was somebody like about to come in front of me maybe mm-hmm. um but uh, no, I didn't. I didn't look to see who who it was. Who I just was? tried to like kind of stay focused. And focused, prayer. yeah. Did you watch it later to see who? Because I, I I know who gave you the longest blessing. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually noticeable. It caused the backup. Really? I didn't think about that. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> but um, but but that, it, it's so joyful. This to and that's actually my favorite part is when like yourself when when the when the priests come up and and yeah. actually both. When the, when the hugs happen and when the blessings happen are, are two of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Actually, when the priests are dressed, vested for the first time, know, that's a great nice. moment. Mm-hmm. Finally, their their stoles are the right way because you use yeah. the. <laughs> there are two different as a diaconate stole and there's a priestly stole, and they put the priestly stole on you sideways, so it's always flared out in the side. And as a photographer, <laughs> drives me up a walk. I'm like that is not laying right. <laughs> Get that stole down. <laughs> they need that transitional stole to turn around on them. That's funny. Um, but, you know, so I guess then the other thing, and you kind of alluded to this, the consecration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you weren't really nervous at your ordination. Were you nervous for your first masses? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feel free to say yes to that <laughs> yes. one. <laughs> I, was, I was nervous for you. I'm like, look at Peter up there. I hope he gets the lines right. I hope he does it good. <laughs> I hope, uh, yeah, I think uh, the everyone saw my my, my uh, two of my, my great faults, which are uh, clumsiness and disorganization. <laughs> and yes. they were pretty, they were pretty, like, Evident, you know? but your video was only live streamed; it was not recorded, so nobody can go back and ever yeah. see it again. No one will know. It's done. If, if Father March screwed up, his is recorded and can be viewed at any time. But he didn't. He had a good one. Um, how did you choose uh, the vestments you were going to wear for your first mass? So that uh, um, I uh, wanted uh, was hoping to have a Blessed Virgin Mary uh, mm-hmm. vestment, mm-hmm. and I went to. Um, there's a store in, in Italy that in Rome that they made, that, and uh, it actually arrived through the mail about three days after we got back oh really from from rome oh nice. and uh that was uh so that was on kind of the the rack yeah you might say yeah and uh yeah i, I people were very kind they, they really uh liked it i thought uh, it's a, it was a beautiful, beautiful vestment one of the prettiest i've ever seen yeah actually. it reminded it's... me of i was like he had to get that at rome because <laughs> were... it was very ornate in that sense and and just it was gorgeous it really was but it was all, and, and i i know we're doing this on a podcast but I, I actually took note of it in the sense that it, it the color choices like there was a mm-hmm. light blue on it that yes I, I don't think i'd ever seen on a vestment before it looked great mm-hmm. yeah yeah i so, think well it done. was an extra i think it was uh the same material as like the rest of the vestment so it was mm-hmm. like two kind of put into one yeah. rather than um I had never seen that before either. Yeah. To be Does honest. it have an image so, of the Blessed Mother on it, it, it or just blue for? No, her? it's yeah, blue for blue for Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So. That was gorgeous. And uh, Father March. Now, where did where did your vestment come from? Because I have a theory in my head. 
<laughs> What's your theory? <laughs> I, want, I want to hear what it came with because I don't know if I'm right first. It, it, it came from the pastor of my home parish. Why? <laughs> Looking at it going, that's Father Byerly's kind of chasuble. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that all over. That may have been at my wedding, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I was like, that's vintage. <laughs> so, and, and you're a bit taller than Father Byerly, and I remember thinking, ah, fits a taller man, too. <laughs> so, that's so, that, that, uh, so that was that true. Now, so was it nerve wracking, Father March, for you? I mean, you've been through some stuff in your life. Did that Was that first Mass? Because you looked very calm and composed. I was, I mean, noticeably calm and composed. Yeah, I mean, that was the opposite of how I was feeling inside. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you so, got a great poker face. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, I. Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm very, th- I'm very thankful for um, the sem, the my brother seminarians. They rehearsed with me for like an hour and a half before the mass. Oh, and, that's nice. um, Oh, that's very so good. So that, they that's were great. they were ama- they were amazing. Yeah. Especially uh, Chris Myers was my master of ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I, I if, can I tell one story sure, about absolutely. a seminarian to make the seminarians look yeah. good? So <laughs> he he texted me on Thursday morning and said, "Oh, by the way, do you have a worship aid?" And I said. Oh no! I I had been trying to make a worship aid for the mass, but it, it was just really hard for me for some reason. So mm. I was like, Oh no! The people aren't going to have the words to anything. There's because there's no missiles right now. Mm-hmm. And he called me later that night and said, Would it be okay if we rehearsed again? I said, Yeah, great. I'll meet you tonight. And when he walked in for the rehearsal, he walked in with something that looked like a worship aid, and I was looking at it very with great interest. And <laughs> it said June twenty first, two thousand and twenty. Oh. And then I saw Reverend like John March, and I said, "Did you make a worship aid?" And he like just handed it to me quietly. <laughs> and this you could tell he had put in hours of work into this wow. thing. That's a Christmas. And Myers like move. he just took all of the the stress off. It was like my last thing yeah. that I was really stressed out about. Amazing. And he did that and I was like, This is gonna be okay. Like yeah. wow. what a what a blessing. So that's yeah. You know, I knew I liked that guy. He's but, a great <laughs> guy. What a, what you know what? You know why I like him? Because he came through Our Lady of Peace Parish. Yes. Oh, That's right. why you Nobody's like him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I always give Mike the jab. <laughs> the, he, um, he is a great, great seminarian. And you know what? There's so many great sem. There really are. are. It's nice to highlight them. They they served all the masses last weekend, this weekend. Yeah. And just really, it was nice to see them all. The, the men in black up there, you know, yeah. in their cassocks. It's been wonderful. We couldn't be more excited for you. And thank you very much. Thank so you. happy for you both. Yeah. God thanks. bless everyone. Well, we're very excited to be a part of this diocese. So thanks, thanks for welcoming us. It's wonderful to be here with you both. Sure, no problem. And everybody, thank you for listening. And Carrie, thank you for setting this up. Yes. And uh, next week we'll be talking more priests with Father Michael Romano. So uh, check out that episode next week. Assuming he shows up on Thursday, we don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. But, <laughs> but uh, to be but determined, he, he's back from Rome. He made it out of the coronavirus to, to get back here. He was there at uh, the diaconal ordination and the priest ordination. So I think he'll make the podcast in a couple of days. Fingers (laughs) crossed. All right. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. God bless.